All right, welcome to one of those special edition, inappropriate Earls, where it's just Big Daddy. Um, sometimes life gets in the way. Ideally, this would have been done last week, but I had some family obligations. That's right, I am human, and this had to be delayed a week, but I still want to talk about it, and it's... Obviously, the biggest news in the world of sports, at least in MMA, the stunning upset of Rowdy Ronda Rousey last weekend in Australia against Holly Holm, and it really has set the MMA world on fire because Rousey was on this, and I know I got a lot of wrestling fans in the house, on a Bill Goldberg WCW type winning streak and I don't think anyone saw her as being uh, defeatable certainly not like Holly Holm did and uh, frankly Holly Holm dominated her from the opening uh, seconds and uh, Rousey had no answer you know I don't think necessarily Rousey losing was shocking because at the end of the day no matter what sport you are into, everybody loses. You know, you look at the Lakers. I mean, I grew up watching the Showtime Lakers. And if you said to me, Earl, at some point, this team, the Lakers, with Magic and Kareem and then Shaq and Kobe, would be probably the worst franchise in the NBA in a few years, I'd be like, you're crazy. It'll never happen. And it, but believe me, it happened. Versus, you know... In the 80s and early 90s, if you told me the L.A. Kings would be one of the best hockey franchises you know, in the NHL, I'd be like, ah, I don't think so. And lo and behold, they've won two out of the last four Stanley Cups, got to the conference finals in the middle year. They didn't win the cup. And uh, if not for some, let's just say, uh, husband and wife uh, physical uh, alleged uh, altercations last year, they have a pretty good chance of going far in the playoffs. But Slava Voinov is now in Russia doing God knows what, and uh, the Kings are uh, regrouping, as we say in the business of domestic violence. Um, everyone loses. Muhammad Ali loses. Mike Tyson loses. Uh, I mean, who would have thought that, you know, after seeing a prime Mike Tyson that in, you know, Tokyo, Japan, you know, Buster Douglas, which is kind of apropos when talking about the Rousey home fight because it's a upset of that magnitude that Buster Douglas would, you know, knock out the heavyweight champ who, like Rousey at the time, even with his many off-ring problems, was still seen as no one's ever going to beat this guy. Certainly not knock him out and make him look like a blubbering fool. Uh, and I don't think anyone saw... Uh, Ronda Rousey losing uh, by getting head kicked unconscious. And then I, I like the uh, three shots home through in at the end, you know, a la Dan Henderson against Michael Bisping. Although Henderson only got in one post unconscious shot home. You know, that's how quick she is. She got in three and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just an MMA fan at the end of the day. I don't do MMA. 
Many of you know I have a torn ACL on my right leg, so I'm too much of a pussy to do it out of fear of having to go through that rehab again. But even I, you know, a, a novice in terms of knowledge, uh, MMA person, even I, like halfway through the first round, was like, wow, uh, Rousey has no answer for the boxing. And that leads me to believe that either she had a bad camp and she didn't listen to her camp or she has bad coaches. Um, and a lot of people will come up to me and say, well, Earl, these coaches got her to 12-0. and 0. How bad could they be? And I kind of think that, you know, me and three of my friends could have gotten Rousey to 12-0. and 0. I mean, she is a dominant athlete still in a sport in women's MMA that's kind of just starting. Uh, you know, although it's been around for a bit, you know, the people who are in the top 10, you know, maybe have been doing it for three to four years. Um, I mean, Rousey's really only been doing MMA for that long. I mean, she's certainly been uh, doing competitive combat with judo for, you know, 15, 16 years. But, you know, competitive judo ain't mixed martial arts. You know, it's one aspect of it. And, uh, you, you know, I think that, you know, Holly Holm was definitely the best fighter, most well-rounded fighter, certainly, that Rousey's fought. Uh, I don't think anyone comes close to Holmes' boxing uh, skills in women's MMA. And, you know, she's probably the best kickboxer in uh, women's MMA. Uh, of course, this is all opinion, but that's, you know, two things to be pretty good at. And, uh, you know, so I don't know what Rousey's training camp was like. I have a feeling it was kind of like the advice she got after the first round where her coach Edmund, and I can't say his last name, Edmund T, we'll call him, uh, Tara Vaughn, I think, something like that, was like, hey, good round, champ. <laughs> now, I know part of your gig as a boxing coach, MMA coach, when your fighter just got your ass, her ass kicked, is to kind of encourage them. You know, I get that. But I think it's also to say, hey, champ, you know, uh, you got to close the distance. You got to get inside. You got to do this. You got to do that. Not completely bullshit them into thinking they're on the right path to victory. And uh, clearly in the second round, uh, things got worse, if you could believe that. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought Rousey was going to win. You know, I knew of Holmes' boxing skills. Uh, and kickboxing skills. Um, I mean, she's probably the best female boxer on the planet and best female kickboxer on the planet. But I didn't know she had the power to knock out Rousey. And, uh, boy, she does. Because um, you could tell that first overhand left, uh, kind of a looping left reminds me uh, to a degree of the looping rights that Fedor threw, but with much more accuracy and control. And when it hit Rousey, she just had that look on her face like, uh-oh, uh, I didn't see that in training camp. You know, it kind of reminded me of that time, uh, who was it? I think Shane Carwin and Frank Mir were fighting. 
And, you know, Frank Mayer is a super strong guy. He's, he's one of the greatest heavyweights ever. But there was a moment where Carwin just bulldozed him to the cage. And you literally see Mir look up to wherever he was looking up, the roof of the arena, and you could tell that his thought process was, wow, this guy's a lot stronger than what I thought he was. And then, uh, you know, Carwin kicked his ass. But, uh, you know, Rousey just seemed like I'm assuming she trained for the boxing of home, but no answer at all for the footwork. Um Versus, you could tell that Holm either had a great training camp or she, you know, just listens to her coaches. Uh, because when there was that moment in time, two moments in time stood out to me that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Uh, one was when uh, Rousey had Holm against the cage. And you thought to yourself, at least I did, oh wow, she's setting it up for the judo toss and break breaky the army and you know home just kind of did some neat footwork straightened up a little bit so she had leverage on rousey and got out of it fairly easily and then there was a time where uh rousey was on her back kind of rolled up a little bit maybe three quarters rolled up and you could tell once again all right here we go this is where the arm bar comes in no matter what Holmes does, this is the f this is over. It's over, Johnny. And Holmes once again uh, did a couple, you know, very small techniques to the naked eye. You know, didn't straighten up completely. You know, kind of like Fedor did against Verdum, and that was like the worst thing you could do when you're getting an armbar uh, or an attempted armbar submission on you. And she just kind of moved her body a little bit one way and then wiggled out of it. And then landed a nice punch when they got up. So uh, that's great technical skill, and it's great coaching. And, uh, you know, I haven't always been a fan of uh, Greg Jackson's coaching because, uh, to me, you know, he kind of has his boxer or fighters fight safe, uh, which is another argument. It's like, do these guys and girls now exist to fight safe or fight for my enjoyment like you know that first mark hunt bigfoot silva fight which was like you know a human you know rock em, sock em robot match uh i mean at the end of that fight you literally could not see either guy's face they were bleeding so much um but you know this strategy him and uh, the boxing coach of home mike winklejohn they just had a perfect strategy. I think they know, and anyone knows, even a novice MMA uh, strategist like me, um, knows that Rousey's just going to come at you, just walk, walk, walk you down in a straight line, you know, trying to get close enough to get you in a clinch, put the judo toss on you, and break your arm. Uh, she kind of fights like Dan Henderson, you know, uh, definitely not one-dimensional. That's not the right word I'm uh, thinking of, but. It's, hey, Dan Henderson's thought process is, I'm going to come at you, I'm going to hit you with the right hand, and you're done. And I think Rousey is pretty much, hey, I'm going to come straight at you, and I'm going to get you against the cage, I'm going to clench you, I'm going to judo toss you, I'm going to break your arm if you don't tap. And uh, you could just tell that uh, home and her camp had that strategy of keep your distance, you know, throw those... Uh, 
Those are almost like three-quarter jab, full-punch shots. Back Rousey up. Back her up enough where you could kick her. And I just don't think Rousey had an answer. And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in the rematch. Assuming there is one. I mean, that's got to happen. I'm assuming the, the 4th of July uh, card, which or the Super Bowl card, but that could be... Uh, I don't think they would do the Super Bowl card this fast. They'd really want a few-month buildup of that. Um, but I'm assuming it's the big 4th of July weekend card, which I think is... Uh, I want to say it might be UFC 200. But they have so many UFC now uh, events, that, and they call them different things now. Like If, if they just stuck with UFC 1, UFC 2, we're, we're probably realistically at UFC 300. But now they have the Fight Pass cards, UFC on uh, FX, UFC on Fox. So uh, I think it'll be UFC 200, 4th of July weekend. I'm assuming that's when they would have it, maybe have a McGregor fight on that card, maybe a heavyweight fight on that card. I mean, that's when they really load up. Um, so, you know, what happens in the rematch? I mean, I, I, you know, it's so funny. I thought to myself over uh, the week, it's like, here I thought there's no way Holmes going to have the ability to knock her out. And I've done a complete 180. And now I think... I don't know how Rousey wins the rematch. I mean, you can't learn boxing skills in six months. Um, you know, I mean, Holm has so much of an advantage over Rousey in kickboxing and boxing experience. It, it, it would be like, you know, Holm can't learn, you know, judo in six months. Um, but she learned enough to get out of the move. So it, it's possible Rousey, you know, she's going to have to change, in my opinion, her uh, coaching staff. Um, you know, there's all sorts of uh, controversy that happened with her uh, main coach, Edmund. You know, I think two days before the fight, Rousey's mom, who's a doctor, so she's legit uh, in terms of her opinions, called him a terrible coach and a terrible person. I think a few weeks ago he filed for uh, bankruptcy, which is crazy that, you know, you your fighters, the, the number one MMA fighter, at least up until last weekend, uh, I don't know how much coaches get paid, but I'm assuming they get a fair cut of their fighter's purse. And, uh, you know, you're filing for bankruptcy. Either uh, you're not Jewish or you don't have a Jewish accountant. Because, uh, you know, if I was uh, on Rousey's team, I would uh, be investing. And he's got his own gym in Glendale. So I, I don't know if this is like a... An episode out of The Shield with the Armenian money team uh, uh, handling his finances. But it's going to be interesting to see if she uh, switches coaches. Uh, Rousey strikes me as kind of loyal, actually. So uh, maybe she'll stick with him. But I, I, you know, they're going to have to bring in uh, someone who's better than he is at, at teaching boxing technique. Um,. And, you know, the rematch is going to have the buildup of, uh, you know, a Rocky uh, three uh, Clubber Lang match. And uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think uh, I just don't know how Rousey wins uh, against home uh, because, you know, she you know, she's going to adrenaline is going to take her to just bull rushing her again. And, you know, home will be ready for it. And of course, you know, when you're 12 and 0 before this fight, you you know, you lose once, it's, 
you know, this is the mark of a true champion, what you do after you lose. Uh, I mean, frankly, she, you know, I, I have no hate for Rousey. I mean, let's be honest. She was fighting who was put in front of her. She was fighting the best as of today. She was killing them. Um, but I think, you know, there were chinks in the armor. I, I think Misha Tate in uh, their two fights, uh, specifically the second uh, fight, somewhat exposed uh, Rousey's uh, lack of boxing, I don't want to say skill, but uh, at least defensive techniques, because she landed a few shots on uh, uh, Rousey, and, and Misha Tate is not near the boxer uh, that uh, Holly Holm is. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people wanted to talk about those shortcomings because at the end of the day she ended up you know arm barring Tate and you know it was kind of like oh well you know she uh you know everyone gets in a lucky punch here and there but uh there was more than just one lucky punch that Tate landed and even in Rousey's first fight uh you know first headlining fight Liz Carmouche um you know Carmouche got her back you know relatively uh, easy and uh so, but she's been so dominant, Rousey has been, that, you know, these shortcomings, I think, were overlooked. But uh, those days are over. And, you know, Greg Jackson is not, and Holly Holm certainly is not going to rest on their laurels. Uh, so it's going to be a, a real tough road for Rousey to come back and, and get her belt back. Um, and it also, you know, outside of the cage, it'll be interesting to see you know, how her endorsements are. I mean, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, Hollywood. So, you know, before that fight last weekend, she was, you know, the undefeated, unstoppable force. But, you know, I don't think the loss necessarily hurts her with Hollywood, but it's how she lost uh, that may hurt some of her future uh, film and TV opportunities because when you're billed as the unstoppable undefeatable, unbreakable force, and then you get knocked out unconscious. And, of course, we've all seen the 50,000 memes of, you know, Rousey's lip split in two and the head kick, you know, being delivered and her jaw looks like it's in New York and the rest of her face is in California. Um, you know, that's going to hurt with the advertisers. But, uh, you know, listen, Rousey's an amazing fighter. So uh, she'll bounce back strong. It'll be a great rematch. And, uh, you know, this potentially, if Rousey were to beat home, and I don't know if she can right now, uh, wow, it'd be the first, in my opinion, superstar trilogy in MMA, which is pretty amazing that uh, MMA is uh, first superstar trilogy would be with women. Because you know Dana White a couple of years ago said it's famous there'll never be uh, women fighting in the UFC. And now, at least right now, it seems they're carrying the uh, banner pretty nicely because you've got in the uh, strawweight category um, JJ, the Polish prince, uh, who won her five-round fight. Kind of lackluster. Joanna Jerzejczyk. I think I got that right. Um and you could tell they're kind of marketing her as, all right, well, if Rousey starts to lose or leaves, this is going to be our next uh, super promotional girl. But, uh, you know, although she won last uh, weekend, it wasn't in spectacular fashion. So she might kind of be hard to to make the face of the promotion, depending on what happens to Rousey. 
And uh, some good fights coming up, though. Many of you uh, know my love of uh, the heavyweights. And we got one in December coming up. Alistair Overeem against Junior Dos Santos, which I think is on the Fox card. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and then uh, I don't know when Verdum is fighting again. Uh, and a quick shout-out to uh, Mark Hunt, the Samoan, uh, you know, God, that, that dude is a maniac. Uh, he knocked out Bigfoot Silva pretty fast last week, uh, which was, it's funny, that tells you a lot about me. I really thought, uh, you know, here, all the hype, all the buzz is around Rousey Holm, and I was more excited at the time, anyway, to see the rematch of Bigfoot Silva, who has a head so big that if he was riding shotgun with Kennedy that day, he'd still be alive. And uh, Lee Harvey Oswald could have hit him from the Eiffel Tower. I mean, God damn, he's got a melon head. And, uh, you know, Mark Hunt is... Uh, I, I, I think I tweeted at Mark Hunt, just aim for the head, man. I mean, if you can't hit that thing with your hands, just quit. And uh, he... Hit him a little bit behind the ear, and then he landed one huge right hand to uh, Bigfoot's face, which you could probably put uh, ads on. It's so big. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's got a big head. Um, so uh, Hunt is back in the title uh, picture. Kind of a weird time in the heavyweight uh, division for the UFC. I mean, I think Redoom wanted to take a couple uh, months off. Velasquez is healing up from various injuries. You know, Dos Santos is, you know, I think the UFC is probably rooting for Verdum to uh, beat Velasquez again because I don't think anyone wants to see a Velasquez-Dos Santos 4 uh, or they're rooting for Overeem to beat Dos Santos because they've always wanted Overeem to be in there just because of his look, although he's uh, not quite as big as he used to be. <clears throat> wink, wink. What a drug test. Thank you very much. Um... You know, a lot of guys aren't. I mean, if you saw um, Dan Henderson and Vitor Belfort uh, fight a couple weeks ago in Brazil, both guys, uh, especially Belfort, he, you know, he went from this muscle-bound freak to uh, looking like a deflated tire. Uh, he, but he did head kick my boy Dan Hendo. I don't want to see Henderson fight anymore, man. He, he's got the uh, pacing of the Titanic after it hit the iceberg. Uh, and I don't want to see him. His uh, history and uh, legacy in the world of uh, MMA, I think he's the greatest uh, American mixed martial artist, is safe. He doesn't need to fight anymore. But he's such a fucking tough guy, he will. And uh, we've got a, a good fight coming up, uh, uh, Weidman and Rockhold, which is... Uh, I'm kind of rooting for uh, Rockhold because I want to see him fight Belfort. Because uh, if you remember when he fought Belfort the first time, Belfort was... Let's just say chemically enhanced, and he, uh, you know, took a leg kick from Belfort to the head, and you know was knocked out. But uh, I think Rockhold's really wanting a rematch. Let's just say I think he'd be pleasantly surprised, uh, or pleasantly pleased, not surprised, to uh, get in the cage with Belfort again now that the playing field is level. So some good cards coming up, and. Uh, you know, I just thought I'd throw this podcast together just to get a little, you know, uh, a, a baby one out there for you guys. You guys have been great to me. Uh, love the uh, support so far. Don't forget, tweet at Gene Simmons to come on Inappropriate Earl. And, uh, you know, Tuesday I'm doing a very, very special episode 
of inappropriate Earl. Uh, Mark Marin got President uh, Obama. I got this guy coming on. And it's someone that I never thought I would have on my couch. It's someone that I never thought I'd be in the room again with. Um, but he is a very interesting guest for sure. And if you're a lover of comedy, and if you are familiar with the Los Angeles comedy scene, he is the most controversial uh, person, I think, to ever be involved in the L.A. comedy scene. He'll be on Inappropriate Earl Tuesday, 4 o'clock. It will be released Wednesday in the morning. And uh, some special things coming up for Inappropriate Earl. And I'm glad that you guys are part of it, and I really thank you for the support. And uh, if you could uh, share this on uh, Facebook and Twitter, it helps the numbers. And, you know, bigger numbers helps get bigger guests, and you know the drill. So this has been a very short UFC uh, Rousey home wrap-up. Um, and you can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please leave a review on uh, iTunes if you could. It helps with the, uh, the numbers once again. The more positive or negative, the more reviews. It just helps people think, oh, wow, this guy's podcast is pretty big. And I will see you with a new edition of Inappropriate Earl uh, Wednesday, the most controversial podcast in Inappropriate Earl history. Until then, this has been my recap of Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, checking out.